Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They his buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun, play fake, step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday to you, November 8, 2022. Hello. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call. Roll oh, Call? Okay. It's Election Day. It's Election Day. Election Day Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 on your FM dial, 1450 on the AM side of things. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen up early in the morning on your Tuesday to get some sports radio done, but reminding you to vote. I uh, got up early this morning, went and voted. Uh, probably the most crowded I've ever seen. I've been voting at that place now for about four years, I guess. And probably the most crowded I've seen that place uh, ever, which I think is a good thing, especially at six in the morning, whatever time it was when I got there. So, uh, and drove past a few other polling places on my way to get home, which I always think is the weirdest thing in the world that I'm driving by other polling places to get to my polling place. Like, you know, wouldn't you think mm-hmm. that those places would be my polling places? But neither here nor there. Happy to vote. Enthusiastic employees, or I guess volunteers, I should say. They were super friendly and helpful. When I went to scan my ID to find which precinct I need to go to to get my ballot, um, it didn't work. And they were like, well, here, let me put it in manually. And the guy, like, put in my ID or whatever manually. And he was like, well, I, I don't know what's going on because it, it is not showing up. And I was like, oh, boy. I was like, of course, just my luck. It's six, whatever in the morning. I'm tired. Now my did like, did I not register to vote? Cause I, I got things in the mail. So I'm pretty sure I did. <laughs> um, uh, so I was like, Oh boy. So they were like, can you step off to the side? You're holding up the line and we'll, we'll call like the County clerk voting place, whatever. And we'll figure this out. And anyways, older, older gentleman passes me off to an older lady and she's trying to call people I look it up myself, find out that I am registered to vote, find out my own precinct number, and find out where I basically kind of do it all myself. The lady was nice. She was just trying to go through the phone. I was like, I think I'm one of this one, blah, here. Can I go there? And she's like, oh, yeah, you'll just go right back there. They'll get you all settled. They'll get you squared away. Went back over to there to get my ballot. No issues moving forward. So that was good. But I was pretty nervous there for a second, Roush. Uh, that happens. I'm I'm going to go through something similar today because um, I'm voting in a new place. Uh, f- moved, and it even though I only moved, I think a mile away from my old house, new voting place, and I 
I got a new ID, but it would not allow me to renew my tags online. And so uh, that that's where I'm worried. I'm worried I'm going to show up to this place and they're going to they're gonna tell me to go to the old place and the old place and be like, well, you don't live here anymore. So I'm worried about running into that, that bus all today. Hopefully you don't have any issues with it and it goes smoothly. But Scoots, have you voted yet? I have not. No, I've I've got to try to plan a time in my day today where I can because I've got a jam packed day. Well, scoots, uh, typical scoots, no time for anything. Well, tell, <laughs> tell us more. What do you got on the docket? Uh, so I've got to I'm producing until one here at the studio. Then I've got to go to work for oh, I guess about three hours, and then I'm going to Midway. Call some basketball tonight. Very Ooh. exciting. I've got more questions about that, but boom, problem solved. Right after you get done here, you go vote. Yeah. Yeah, or I got like a two-hour window where our replay's running, but I don't know if I trust our technology to keep firing off that replay because sometimes it has a tendency to stop. So, yeah, I'll figure something out. Okay. I think you I mean, can do it. I, I think just, you can trust the tech. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going down a bunch of different wormholes. So sometimes during our two-hour replay from 9 to 11, it just stops working. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, yeah. I don't know <laughs> yeah. what it is. Not the replay, but like a commercial break will come on, and the commercial will start, and then it just stops, and then it does that for every commercial, and it'll do that until someone here hits play on one of the commercials. Roush has had to do it. Before, yeah, I, I've me. had to do it. Yeah, it's um, it, it's also one of those things too, TJ. I know you've seen the software we use. Um, <laughs> that's on that. It's a, it's on the monitor that we can actually view from our room. It's on the other side. It looks like it's software from 1999. Like, the, oh, or you played the Oregon Trail with the same software that we use to run our radio station. It's it's quite comical. Well, if we have the Oregon Trail, I wouldn't mind getting a few games in. <laughs> but that's uh, this is news to me. Um, interesting, interesting development to my brain at the Big X Sports Radio Studio. One may wonder: Do we really have to end the show at nine for replay sake? if the replay doesn't work as is. Well, so it doesn't happen every day. It's maybe once or twice a week. But with me now being here from 6.45 to 1, from Tuesday to Fridays, it's not. It's no longer an issue. No, when Scoots is on the ball, it's no nothing to worry about. That's Scoots right. has got it. I love it. All right, well... Uh, hopefully you'll make time, Scoots. I don't know what the big what the big races are in Indiana this year. Can you give me a, a little synopsis here? No. No, I can't. Nope. I got nothing. You don't know? No. I have no idea. I mean, how? Like, I just feel like it, it'd be driven into your brain by commercials at this point. So, I haven't really seen all that many political commercials, if we're being honest. I, uh, I watched baseball. A couple nights ago, and I got drilled with a commercial break and got four straight political ads, but I think they were all from Kentucky. You don't see a ton of them when you're watching Jeopardy every night? I do not watch Jeopardy every night. I am 33, not 63. Oh, well, I'd say based on your general knowledge or and basic trivia, it shows you don't watch Jeopardy every night. <laughs> I'd beat you. Uh, I um I, I did uh, notice I was like, why am I getting Pennsylvania Senate ads during the World Series? And it's like, oh, the the Phillies, they're playing. That's why I'm seeing John Fetterman on my TV. I don't understand the people who watch a debate between Senate candidates in states that they don't live in. I just don't like what what what, what do you get out of that? You're just gonna get all riled up just to to watch. I mean, maybe somebody might say that to me about, like, why do I watch Maction on teams that I don't care? And it's like, well, I like football. 
Does, do people really like policy it's, debates between yeah those two goobers? Yeah, uh, people. Uh, it's like debates. There's a there's a huge m- money to be made in debates. If uh, I'm not like a a politician debating league per se, but people just don't have to like answer anything anymore ever in life. Like you can just kind of live in a little bubble and just use your own social media team to get out whatever message you want. So when people are forced to have to engage back and forth in ideas and policy or, uh, you know, what they want to do once they take over, then it's entertaining for people because you see actually people pushed on things that one may think are just completely or totally idiotic, or they get called out for being hypocrites in certain situations. And you want to see how they respond to those allegations, if you will. Um, or claims, but yeah, there's, it's, it's the same thing as you liking action. Some people just kind of, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be their politics, but they just enjoy the back and forth, lively debate of politics. I, I watched a little bit of the Ron DeSantis one down in Florida. Uh, Charlie Chris was actually, despite, I think kind of having just kind of lying here and there, uh, cause he kind of blamed Ron DeSantis on closing schools. He was a great debater. It's just kind of fun watching people that are polished to be debaters or talk about their positions actually have to do it. And then you find out some are just total and complete frauds. Not necessarily saying that about Fetterman. He had a literal stroke. So he's right, a, right. He's somebody that's a stroke trying to do all somebody that has a stroke that's trying to do all that stuff. But you, you, you see it from time to time. You see people melt down. So I, I get the appeal for it. I don't go out of my way to watch it, but they showed highlights on whatever one of the things I was watching of the debate uh, in Florida. And I was like, oh, this is actually semi kind of interesting hearing them go back and forth. I, the one with, with like I just it's Dr. Oz being able to be in the Senate, just like the him and Herschel Walker, like Herschel, you were a great running back. Dr. Oz, you were uh, a fine uh, television host, not a doctor. Um, but like, why would make, do we not have people better at doing this stuff? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, but on the, on the flip side, like, how how could how could you in good faith put Fetterman in office? Right, same, you can't. Same thing. You can't. Same thing. Same thing. <laughs> the the candidates that end up running sometimes are really head scratching. I was shocked how many people are unopposed on my ballot that I filled out today. Um, just like even the the mayor of Linden went unopposed. Oh. So TJ, you could be the mayor of Linneytown? No, because I I didn't. I, Maybe, maybe whatever. How I wonder how often the mayor of Linneytown gets uh, has to go up to, for for election. But um, he, I, I can't I can't be it this year because I'm I'm not on the ballot and I didn't register for a write-in campaign. But it's shocking how many people go unopposed. Yeah, yeah. We've uh, we're going to get a new. Uh, I'm getting a new council person uh, this year, so that that's exciting. I feel like that's like if politics is local, then that's the uh, you know, that's as local as it gets. Uh, she knocked on my door, Betsy, uh, Betsy Rue, and uh, is most likely going to win that race. That's exciting. I The, the thing that I always have a, a trouble with are uh, judges, because how do I know who's a good judge or not? Um, I, I, it just, I don't, I don't know. I, I was having this conversation with my wife. You would think that there would be somebody out there who would know, like, hey, they, it's just, it's such an important position. I feel like it just goes to whoever has the most money to have the most name recognition. And I just don't like that. I don't like people with the most money just winning things. So uh, I, I typically pull my lawyer friends and say, hey, who's a good judge? Who, do, who should I vote for? 
um, because I'm very anti just vote for the person who spent the most money. Well, I got a bad news about American politics, buddy. Yep, Citizens United, shout out. Uh, I did notice, so I was driving to Lexington yesterday for the Mark Stoops press conference, and there was something I'd never seen before in all of election politics. Somebody had hired uh, one of those small airplanes to fly a campaign flag over I-64 near Frankfurt. Um, You you see it for big events, the, the Derby. Sometimes you see the Kentucky football games where they're, they're flying their flags, they advertise, they do it all the time at the beach, uh, had never seen it for an election. It was choir. I don't even know what they were voting, for, what they were running for. But I, I thought it was fascinating uh, that they would go along I-64 because you would think that that was people just passing through, right? Yeah, you would think. So uh, if, if, is somebody, yeah. I mean, I wonder if it was just somebody that had knew somebody or has a private plane and they were just like may as well may as well have fun with that this person ran for uh sheriff in 2018 so i'm guessing they're trying to run it back Hmm. chris choir there we go well you know you got to do whatever you can i was surprised how many people were just standing outside the polling places in the pitch dark where you could hardly even see that they were there but they were holding signs for candidates or whatever just like man you have mm. got to be exhausted at this point. I know, I know. But you know what? It's a good reminder that today is a day that we can. It's our decision. It's our. It's our turn to vote out the self-serving jerks, and maybe we put somebody in there who's uh, working for you instead of themselves. Yeah, that's uh, fingers crossed. I'd say the biggest, uh, the biggest race locally, obviously for us Louisvillians, the Louisville mayor's race. Yeah, uh, gotta. I, 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 I think. Just being a Democrat in the city of Louisville, you, you, you're probably going to see Greenberg win, but it's going to be a lot closer than people thought initially. Now everybody mm-hmm. knows it's going to be close, so I don't think it's going to be a surprise when it's close, but that's the that's the big one. Roush, why don't you tell everybody who, you, who you're going to vote for? I, I'm actually still undecided because um, like I, I, I don't know a lot about either. Uh, Bill Deeriff has a big, big-time comb-over. Um, and... <laughs> I also am like Craig Greenberg's just like some of his attack ads on DRF are not about local things. It's like, yeah, <laughs> they're just, it has absolutely nothing. My favorite things are candidates who are running to stop inflation. It's like, oh, yeah, the state senator in Kentucky is going to help stop global inflation. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, so I don't, I know that Bill DRF has more experience than Craig Greenberg because he was mayor of J Town for what, eight years or something. And his big thing is, I'm going to make, uh, budget balance so i don't know i've got a uh, they have a questionnaire uh, the courier journal did before for dear f and greenberg that uh, i'm going to dive into to help me make my decision um but yeah i'm i'm still kind of up in the air because i really don't know like people have been very dissatisfied with greg fisher we finally get a, a chance to turn a new leaf and there's not a lot of enthusiasm, I think. I think there actually is among some people for DRF just because uh, Republicans haven't had uh, a, a rep uh, in a position of power in the city of Louisville in a long time. But there's just uh, Greenberg's just kind of like, you know, he's fine. But I, I don't know how much people know about him other than he raised a lot of money. Uh, if somebody tried to kill him. And uh, he also works with uh, my former ex-boss and owns a wrestling company. Yeah, I don't really dislike either candidate, which like that 
that almost in its own right feels a little bit like a win in politics, like where there's one that you just don't despise and the other one you're just like kind of okay with. At least at the surface, they both seem like solid people. Yeah, Um, yeah. pretty normal. One, I think, has more, you know, one has more experience and then the other one is kind of the, the Democrat that if you win the Democratic primary in Louisville, generally that's been uh, kind of a shoe in to the next to the next spot, which is the mayor position. I don't think Louisville's had a, a, a Republican mayor since when the sixties. Yeah, man, yeah, at least right. Yeah, it's 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 been a while, however long it has been. But and we've only had three mayors in in our lifetimes because Jerry Abramson was forever. They did the uh, yeah, they did the merger. Uh, David Armstrong was in between, and when they redid the merger. Abramson ran again. He was there forever. Greg Fisher's been there forever. So it's kind of kind of different to have uh have, have something new, something new on the horizon. Trevor still thought Jerry Abramson was the mayor of Louisville. Oh, it's been about 12 years. <laughs> it really has. I actually yeah. ran into uh mayor for life not too long ago. Nice guy. That was good. Had a nice good. little chat with him. Yeah, 69, the last time a Republican has wow. uh, been the mayor. So, you know, whoever wins, I will wish them the best and be optimistic that they'll do a better job than Fisher. But Fisher was just horrible. I mean, just absolutely terrible. Terrible for the city. Seemed like he had mailed it in, really, since the Breonna Taylor stuff all happened, which you can trace back to him to some regard. because yeah. they, uh, his, the his stuff with the police has been so bad. I mean... Brianna Taylor gets the headlines, but like that Explorer scandal is even oh, yeah. more disgusting and appalling. Oh yeah, yeah. At uh, Metro Council said like, "Hey, this police chief is horrible." This was like you know four years ago. They did it twice. They both twice went to the mayor and they're like, "Hey, we don't like this police chief." And both times Fisher just was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I hear you." Not doing anything about it, though. And then, sure enough, you had these, like, just embarrassing scandal and then tragedy and, you know, potentially murder. And it it wasn't. It it wasn't good. So, new leadership will be good for the city. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but new leadership for the for the city will be a good thing. Roush, do do your homework and and vote for whatever your heart desires. Can I? Uh, Can I say what everyone listening is thinking? Yeah. What in the hell are we doing talking politics when we're coming off first night of college basketball? What is election let's, day? Let's let's move on. Day. I know I know it's election day, but we are coming off the first night of college basketball. Big cats win and we're sitting here talking politics. No one cares. Yeah, you know, politics comes once every not not an everyday thing. But mm. you bet your sweet bun scoots, we're gonna be talking UK. We might talk some basketball over Howard last evening. Uh I just felt so good getting the game on. Secondly, I didn't know it was a six thirty game till about like uh, I don't know eleven yesterday, eleven a.m. Love um, it, so, so awesome. I need all, all of the six thirty games, not seven, not nine. Six thirty, best time to watch a basketball game. Totally, couldn't agree more. One, you don't have to wait as long. Two, it actually works out perfect with halftime coinciding with bedtime. Yep. And doing the story stuff. So uh, great. But six thirty, and then it's over at eight thirty. You know, feels like you have your night about you. Also, another thing with the game, felt like yesterday was Tuesday multiple times throughout the day. Uh, you, you, UK basketball and Tuesdays are just implanted into my brain. Tuesdays with Cal Perry. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> I love. It. I love Tuesdays with Cal. Uh, I love it, but that's so. I, now I think. 
Wednesday. I'm a bit a whole mess because of it. But yes, Scooch, we're going to talk about it. I thought it was a lot of fun. I've got some takes on it. I'm sure you two do as well. Maybe this will be a good commercial break. We got the politics out of the way. Encouraging everybody go vote today, wherever you are. And we'll come back and we'll talk some basket caps. How's that sound, Scooter McCooter? I think that sounds like a hell of a plan. Can I get a come on? Come on. There we go. We'll be right back. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. 1450 AM. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. That's what I'm talking about, man. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. And you don't need an I Voted sticker to get a free breakfast and soft drink from Thornton's this morning. They don't care. I mean, they probably want you to vote and let your voice be heard. Uh, th- that's not what this is about. They're giving you a free breakfast regardless of if you voted, who you voted for, what you've done this morning. They just want you to enjoy a delicious, tasty breakfast sandwich and have a free drink. All you got to do is download the Thornton's Refreshing Rewards app, become a member today. It's totally free to sign up. And then not only are you going to get savings for as long as you use that app and you go to Thornton's, whether it's for the next month, whether it's for a year, whether it's for a decade, you're going to get savings on that bad boy. But just to point you in the right direction, show you what they're all about, they're letting the savings start with a free breakfast and a free soft drink when you sign up and become a Refreshing Rewards member today at any Thornton's in the area. We love Thornton's. You will as well. And go ahead and get your breakfast on the house at Thornton's. Man, if you want a hearty breakfast, I had a steak, egg, and cheese burrito yesterday for the first time. Holy smokes, I was full until about 5 o'clock. <laughs> so filling. Was it, was it as good as it was filling? Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, it was really, really good. It was loaded with so much steak. It had way more steak than I thought it would. Yeah, so, yeah. They, they really they really are liberal with their steak at Thorns. Yeah. Um, I, I would – it'd be nice if they had some sort of, like, sauce that you could yeah. add to it. That that's yeah. we, need, we need to get some some sauce makers over at Thorns, you know, just to, just to add a hold to it. I'm a big sauce guy. Same. B-Y-O-S, bring your own sauce. <laughs> Yeah, I do have Cholula when I'm at home, so that's uh, that's always a nice little ad. Uh, do you know what else is really nice, TJ? Uh, you know what else is really saucy, Roush? Case and Wallace yeah. almost getting a triple-double on his 19th birthday. That's pretty it, saucy. That's very saucy, yeah. Good segue. Perfect, actually. You nailed it. So no, you going. nailed it. No, you nailed it, TJ, your MVP pick. Thanks, Scoots. Go ahead and play it. Yeah, I'll go ahead and play it because I uh, nailed the final score. So here we go. All right, so 37 and CJ Scoots, who you got? I've got Cats by 32, and I'll take Reeves. Okay. I'll go ahead and take UK by 23, 
And I will take Wallace, Cason Wallace, as your MVP in game number one. Uh, yeah, if there's ever been an MVP. There you have it. But here's the thing, though. What's better, almost a triple-double or six threes? I do think that there could be some discussion on who the MVP was. Like that, no. I mean, I do. I think they're like, I'm obviously going to default to me being correct and saying it was Case and Wallace, but six threes is nothing. Like, six threes is insane. It almost it feels insane. like we're a little bit like not, not immune to Antonio Reeves, but like, you know, he won the MVP of pretty much any game that he's been a part of, has dominated pretty much any time we've gotten to see him had five threes in the most recent exhibition game. Like, it's almost like we, we're just we – we're kind of used to it from him a little bit, but Wallace flirting with a triple-double was overall a more impressive performance, I think. Especially I, from a freshman. I was uh, – that's a good point, Scoots. Um, and, you know, it isn't that big of a deal, but that it's his birthday. But there are times in little scenarios like that, your homecomings, where things – People try to force it, um, and he did not. He let the game come to him. That was outstanding. 15 points, not assist, eight boards. Very casual, almost triple-double for Case and Wallace. Um, and mentioned Reeves' threes, but I liked his uh, his under-the-rim finishes, right? Like he, he had one and one, or I think he missed a free throw, and then he had another one kind of go in and out and around the rim, but really good at attacking the rim. And – Another thing, too, TJ, that I'm sure some texters will point out, um, especially the ones that were really angry that wanted Kentucky to shoot more threes, uh, 39% of Kentucky's three-point or shot attempts last night were from three. They were shooting more threes, and they weren't falling earlier. They kept shooting, and then they started falling. So it was a little bit of early rust. Um, you know, you had Jacob Toppins kind of settling for some contested mid-range early on. But they had to grease the wheels a little bit, get 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 warmed up, get used to playing with one another. And about eight minutes before halftime, they started rocking and rolling before blowing out the the bison from Howard. Yeah, a lot, lot to get to on last night's season opening win for the Cats. There's a ton of things to like. A lot of players look good. Um, yeah, just because Kentucky's only had so few triple doubles in program history, the fact that Cason Wallace did flirt with one, and really he had enough time where it really wouldn't have been all that hard for him to get, I think it was like two assists and three rebounds with like eight minutes to go, nine minutes to go, something along those lines. It wouldn't have been the most impossible thing in the world. Ended up, unfortunately, not happening for him, but I will give him player of the game. I was thinking last night before the game started that maybe like we just scrapped the MVP portion of our little game, and my idea was going to be we just, you know, we guess the margin of victory or margin of defeat. And if, and every game we just like, I don't know, we put up $2, we put up a dollar, $5, whatever we wanted. And until somebody absolutely nailed it, we just let the pot keep rolling over. Uh, but I agree. Uh, yeah, let's do it. All right, Scoots, you win $4. <laughs> you should have let the pot build up before you actually got it. But that's something we can talk about or think about. But for an MVP, there there were some options from last night's game. I do think it was probably either Reeves or Wallace, but I default to Wallace. And gosh, I, I just cannot say enough good things about him. I'm probably going to do this about a couple players tonight. But just so much to like about him. And I, I think that from like an offensive standpoint, 
I think he was only going like 80%, to be honest with you. Like a few of those, when he went to go attack the rim, you could tell that he was just kind of kicking it up a notch and turning it into high gear. And he didn't do it for 40 minutes because he didn't really have to do it. He was trying to get some others involved. He was being a good teammate. But I think from an offensive takeover standpoint, we we barely saw him even give us much to, to watch. Um, and that's exciting because I think if UK's down or it's a competitive game and UK needs buckets, I think he can go into a takeover mode that we probably won't see until we actually see it. But he, he is so gifted. He's such a a good score. He can shoot. He can pull up. He's got confidence. He can finish around the rim. Uh, but just as we've talked about and we'll continue to talk about as the season goes on, he takes so much pride in his defense and you can tell he's having fun on that end. Uh, he had a pretty tough matchup going against such a smaller guard, uh, a little water bug is what coaches will call little guards like that, that are really quick, explosive. They may pull up from anywhere. They, they're liable to do anything really. And that's a tough matchup for a bigger guard especially a bigger guard in his first real college basketball game ever. I was thinking to myself when I was reading a little bit more on Howard as the as the game grew closer, that like, oh, this little guard, this would have been perfect for Wheeler to guard. That they, they, There would have been similar heights. They play somewhat kind of similar styles, although the guy in Howard likes to shoot more than, than Wheeler does. I, I hope that's not going to be an issue with Wheeler being out. Wasn't at all. I mean, and, and that, that's no disrespect to Wheeler. I know we're probably going to have some text on the Thornton's text line about Wheeler and Wallace and, and who should play more. We'll get to all that, and we'll have an entire season to talk about all that stuff. But I was a little – I was impressed seeing Wallace be able to guard somebody so much smaller than him and really have no issues whatsoever. He, he is a dominant, dominant defender. So uh, I think he'll be Kentucky's best player, but – that being said, it's just it's tough to ignore Reeves and Cal's bringing him off mm-hmm. the bench. I think he loves that little spark that he brings. But as we've already kind of touched on Reeves a little bit, and we'll talk about him more, it's hard not to get excited about C.J. Frederick. That dude is just a smooth basketball player. I, I I can't help but think of like a Darius Miller when I see him. Not the most like overly athletic dude in the world, but just makes the right play. He's on the right spot at the right time. And if you're if he's open, he's just probably going to knock it down. You feel good about him knocking it down. He doesn't have the mismatch advantage that maybe Darius Miller had, where if you put a smaller guard on him, he could go back him down and beat him inside that's that's one big difference between the two but just a really smart smart basketball player really good teammate and then again anytime they're open you just feel good about it going in so uh that's just three and i haven't let either one of you two talk yet so uh and there's more players that i could compliment so if you catch my drift it was a pretty fun night watching uk play last night what was your favorite part scoots yeah, for me, well, the guy that stood out the most would, and and he had stood out in the exhibitions as well. But and Yenzo is just going to be such a stud. I mean, the way he goes up and shot blocks and protects the rim, just unbelievable what he can do on the basketball floor. If if you all did not have Oscar, I dare I say that Kentucky would still be okay. Is that a crazy statement? I don't. I mean, it's kind of crazy. Mm. Like they, they, they're still a team that you could talk yourself into making a run to the final four. Now, like obviously Oscar makes them infinitely better, but yeah. they're already a good rebounding team without the best rebounder in college basketball. Um, and Uganda is much more advanced than I thought he would be. He even showed Same. off a little mid range. I don't want him shooting that mid range all the time, but he has confidence in it. He's obviously been doing it a lot. So he, him and Thierro both, I, I expected very little from. But in 
what I've seen from them so far, it, it's it's exceeded my expectations, particularly on offense. Uh, yeah. Even yeah. though they aren't great, they're still much more confident and polished than I anticipated. You got to just like – Scoots, I it is a it is a hot take just to say without the national player of the year you'd be fine. But I agree with Roush. Like, yes, I think you could still make a Final Four run. It'd probably be at like a two, three, or four seed uh, most likely instead of I think most UK fans are looking at a one or two seed going into this year. But he's just like you almost just want him to get as many minutes as possible because he's just so entertaining to watch on the floor. He yeah. can block anything. He's so big. It, like he's not, I'd say one area where he could improve or stand to improve is just on general coordination, which like that will come. He'll, he'll get there. We said similar things about Nick Richards, but he has such good instincts that like it, you know, I almost feel bad that like the coordination's really not there with the way that his brain thinks, but he doesn't jump. He's not out of position when he goes to block a shot. His body's in control. Uh, he has great like, UK teams as a whole, I get so frustrated with how they bite on pump fakes. Um, he 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 has that same defensive instinct, and I hate saying it, but like Elvin Anthony Davis, Elvin Nerlens Noel, where he just hey, when you're in the paint, this is my area. I know how I'm going to defend you, and life's going to be tough on you. Now that you can't score, um, if anything, actually, I would almost want him like, hey, if you're foul a little bit more like be a little bit more aggressive on your block shots and if you foul them that's fine you should use all five of your fouls uh, that's you're 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 going to be a backup this year you may as well be as aggressive as possible but he does a good job not even fouling which is an impressive trait from a freshman he is he is going to be a star uh, yeah and, I, he's going to be an absolute star and i don't say that as a slight to oscar at all i, I love oscar i think oscar's the best player on kentucky's team but that it just goes to show how much I believe in Onyenzo. And and you touched on it, TJ. So I, I just believe in who, the player that he is, not necessarily a slighted Oscar. Of course, of course we want Oscar. My uh my biggest takeaway from last night was it's a very small, dumb little thing, but it really bothered me last year watching Ty Ty Washington not go to the free throw line. C.J. Frederick's a guy I thought he would just kind of be standing in the corner, standing in the wing and shoot threes. That's not the case. He he attempted more free throws than any other Wildcat with seven. Or no, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. him and Toppin both went to the foul line seven times. He knocked down six of them. Uh, to nobody's surprise, he's a good free throw shooter as well. Uh, had 20 points on the night. But I, th- that's, a, that's a quality that when you're in trouble – you want to see a guy just hit some shots. Like going to the free throw line is an easy way to kind of, all right, everybody calm down, settle down. We're going to, we're going to take a breather at the free throw line. Uh, go draw a foul, CJ Frederick. Love to see that. Uh, getting on the foul line seven times, scoring 20 points, making six and nine shots last night. His only three misses were from three. So CJ Frederick is, uh, is one of those early on, or I, I anticipate, I expected very little from him and have enjoyed the early returns. Yeah. Uh, 16 of 28 from the free throw line. Are we worried, fellas? Well, eh, uh, no. Let's see. Where were most of those misses? Here's, here's the thing with the free throw numbers, and Indiana's going to have a similar issue this year. The percentages may not be great on the free throws, but you're, good, you're just going to get so many more free throw opportunities than your opponents, you would think. And that'll go a long way. 
I, I would say I'm only worried like Toppin needs to be a better free throw shooter, but Lance missed four. He missed he was two of six. That's that's what Lance does. Seven of the twelve came from Lance Ware and Toppin on the missed free throws. Um I mean, Lance though like, Yeah, this uh, where are you yeah, where, yeah, where are you gonna I, go with this? I was just gonna say, Lance, you've been there three years. That's how you get your points. Like if you want to be in the box score, it's oh, free throws, yeah. rebounds. I, I, free throws is a is a repetition thing. It you, you don't even have to shoot it like you normally shoot. I, I, I'm, but some people it's a mental thing. One of my best friends, great shooter, horrific free throw shooter. Just it was a mental block. Maybe that's the case with him. But I I, I just would have hoped that he would have developed a better free throw stroke by now. Yeah, um, I totally agree with you. I, we don't want to be mean. I think we all like Lance Ware, but he. Like he he just can't play over Uganda. There's no reason for it. There's no reason for it. If somebody can come up with a reason for it, I'd love to hear one. He won't though, right? I mean, once once everybody's healthy, Collins, Oscar are back, he won't play. I hope you're right, but Cal's right, got, sometimes does a weird loyalty thing with some guys, and he may say like Lance is more experienced. I don't sure tr- Uganda could go out there and do something silly. We don't try, but like. The team's just not as good when Lance is on the floor. I hate being the one to have to say it. I think a lot of people probably agree with it. They're better with Onyenza out there. He just he's a game changer. Like he can completely alter everything the way that Kentucky plays, the way that they look defensively, mistakes that the team makes defensively. Lance Ware, while I really do commend how hard he plays, I think he realizes that like if I want any chance to sniff minutes, I need to play my ass off each and every time I'm on the floor. So I do give him credit for that, and I appreciate him doing that, but he's just not good at one particular thing. Like That's his best trait is, his, is him playing hard. He can't make jump shots. He can't make free throws. He can get to the line, but who cares because you can't make – you can't make free throws. Uh, he rebounds solid. Uh, yeah, you know, it only had three yesterday, but, um, you know, he's an okay rebounder. I don't think anybody really has an issue with that. Uh, he turns the ball over a little bit too much, and I think Uganda will turn the ball over a little bit if you give him significant minutes or decent minutes. He'll turn it over a little bit as well, but he just can bring so much other stuff to the table, and you're developing for the future with where I don't think UK is ever really looking at, like, Lance Ware being – hey, you're our big guy. I don't think that's ever going to happen. And I can't help but already think about a Uganda Onyenza and Aaron Bradshaw front court next year, potentially. I mean, holy smokes, that is so much length. That is so much shot blocking. It's a lot of skill from Bradshaw with just freak size with with Uganda and decent skill, I think, that we saw a little bit of yesterday. Um, so I, I, I've got to – I just – I don't know. I think you're going to see Lance keep getting minutes, but I don't think it should go that way. Yeah, yeah. I and and I don't think it's I don't think any of us can predict what all of this will look like once Oscar is back. Um and Collins, right? I think if if you're gonna make any sort of grandiose take from last night, even though it is uh just a regular old Howard team, Kentucky looked pretty damn good for having two three of its top seven guys out i mean that was especially defensively when you know that collins is going to be uh, a threat near the rim and oscar is the best rebounder in college basketball 
and Severe Wheeler was the top assist man in college basketball. Like it, uh, it it's it's okay to get uh, overexcited, Kentucky fans, because that was a that was a solid solid uh, first night out, and you didn't have three of your top six or seven players. Ooh, I'll also add that um, to to put it a negative, I thought UK's defense the first ten minutes was pretty bad, like disappointingly bad. Howard had somebody that will have take more time because they get paid to do such. We'll go back and like watch the first ten minutes of the game and see how many open shots Howard had. Entirely too many. I mean, just open shot, open shot, open shot. Luckily for Kentucky, they just missed pretty much all of them, which was a good time. Uh, but better teams, you got to just play better defense. Now, the final thirty minutes was was better for UK and. I don't know. I think I think it was partially Howard because they started like press a little bit, which was kind of silly. But the tempo was better when UK started playing better. The final thirty minutes, the tempo it got a little bit quicker. They were able to speed up Howard. Things came easy. Uh, and when you've got the shooters that this team has, even if it's just Reeves and and CJ out there on the floor at the same time, I would consider Wallace a good shooter as well. But if you're going to speed up Kentucky and they're going to be able to get out in transition and you could have Reeves or CJ spotted up where defense has to choose whether they're given a layup or they're going to stay out on one of those guys, that's a that's a nice, nice situation for UK basketball to be in. So um, didn't didn't love the defense the first 10 minutes, but they eventually figured it out. I um, I did. Uh... I, I did think a lot of those early defensive breakdowns, though, were everybody's playing overly aggressive in their help uh, to stop the drive. So you're just giving up open threes, which I'm not as like, if you're going to make mistakes, it's the same thing with pass interference calls. At least they're aggressive mistakes. So, uh, and you know what? I'd rather them give up wide open threes than, than easy looks near the rim, even though analytics people would probably be mad at me saying that. But so, yeah, I, and, and that, that all comes with the, uh, taking some time to get over some things and, and the early kind of growing pains, especially offensively when you don't have a bunch of sets or anything like you, you're, you're more of a free flowing offense. It takes a while just to get into that rhythm um, to get acquainted with one another offensively. And you know what they, they um, I, I thought the cats did a good job kind of get through those early growing pains. And if that's, the the all the rust that needs to be kicked off before Michigan State, uh, maybe a little bit more on Friday. Then I, I think the the Cats are going to be in great shape uh, one week from today in the Champions Classic. Cal told the told every yeah, about uh, Damian Collins' dad and his passing and the and the night it happened. Did you hear that? I, I have not listened to Cal Perry's post game. No, he, he said it on the SEC Network. It just told 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 everything that happened. I mean just incredibly tragic like it, it was just as like random as it sounds like a death could be like Damien was just had just been with him it like it was so sad it was it, I mean it really it, it 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 breaks your heart for Damien Collins and his family and even you know, those were there's a ripple effect throughout the team as well so and, and certainly with the coaching staff uh, they were really close with him they you know when you're recruiting a kid you're not just recruiting the kid you're recruiting the whole, entire family and uh, they they have really had their fair share of uh, of grief and grieving in UK basketball in the Calipari era, and uh, just hearing like it was I, I don't know I just 
I don't know if he was asked directly about like Damien or when Damien would be back or I don't even know if Damien was part of the conversation, but he just, he spilled all the beans and it was, um, yeah, it just makes your heart break even more for yeah, him. Yeah, and, it's awful. And, and not, to, this certainly is not as important. I can, I'm self aware enough to realize that, but like you, you can't, you also, you, you are totally going to understand Damien needing to kind of take some time with all this. But you do also hope, as somebody who is high on Damien Collins and think he's going to be a really good player, you hope that he doesn't get a little too far behind with as these other players start to kind of mesh and gel and get to play with one another. Um, and then if also you wonder how the fit's going to be. All I know is I love the amount of options Kentucky will have. But if we're talking about Lance Ware needing to get squeezed out, and I think from a minute standpoint we would agree, we don't necessarily feel that way about Damian Collins. We all love his potential and think that he should be on the floor. But how does that look? Does he, you know, with Toppin, with Uganda getting more minutes, Oscar's obviously going to come back and be the guy. I, I'm, I'm really interested to see how all this is going to shake out. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know what? That's what we got the, the month of November for. Remember, remember November. The remember, 8th of November. November. Yeah. The November. Absolutely. That's what they always say. Uh, all right, there's a ton more we could get to from this game overreacting from mm-hmm. the the season opener. Caps looked good. A lot to like about it. Uh, do you want, we want to just read text, though? Get to the text line? See what everybody's got to say there? Sure, sure. We'll do that. Um, uh, obviously, we're going to have some leftovers from Monday. Um, and uh, if you don't want to just hear text, we also got some quick hitters, too. Some recruiting news happened overnight as well. So uh, plenty of stuff on today's KRC. I think I, I know the stopping point of the Thornton's text on, though, TJ. Yeah, we are going to talk UK football. There's a lot to talk about with UK football. We're going to save that for hour number two, where we can have a little bit more time and still try to get to the text messages as well. But we will. There's there's plenty to talk about there. So don't 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 go anywhere. Don't think that we're ignoring it. We will get to it. But Roush, where are we at? Uh, I personally think the Georgia game uh, will should play the first quarter, maybe first half. See how it is. If we're getting absolutely obliterated. Just take him out so he can go into the wall of the game healthy. I, that's not how athletes think, though, Texture. It's just, it's just not. So, uh, <laughs> uh, while that sentiment might not be uh, the worst idea in the world, it um, uh, Will's too big, a, too much of a competitor to do that. Uh, but it is going to be a 3.30 kick. First SEC on CBS game of the Cats this year. They also played on that a year ago. Um, for this game in 2021. So we're getting Brad Nessler and Gary Danielson to come to Lexington in a couple of weeks. Uh, yeah. Um, another texture uh, said, that at this point, I don't even fault Ruffalo with his poor kicking anymore. I blame Stoops and the coaching staff for their decision making Ruffalo uh, and their decision making. Excuse me. Ruffalo is who he is. He's just not very good. So why is he kicking field goals? That's on the staff. Uh, Stoops got asked about Ruffalo yesterday and he, he spent about, I don't know, two minutes of his 35-minute or so press conference discussing it. It was one of the longest answers I've ever heard. It, it gave me some me doth protest too much kind of vibes uh, because he was making lots of excuses for him. The fact is, Ruffalo had only missed six kicks in his career uh, as a starter for two and a half years going into the season. He's missed six kicks this year. Some of it's the protection just being bad, Right. Uh, some of its long snapping issues. But at the end of the day, 
it does fall on stoops to just be like, maybe I shouldn't have rolled him out there. Um, he was talking about the angle of one kick. He had to put it higher because of the protection. Then the wind knocked it down. And it's like, yeah, th- these are all factors. But maybe you factor that in before you decide to let him kick it. Right? Just don't put him out there. That's that's the kind of sentiment I have. And I, and I share with the texture in that, uh, yes, he's not perfect. So don't put him in situations where he's not set up to succeed. Yeah, Stoops, I, I appreciated, I guess, Stoops defending him. And on, on the uh, just a couple different times yesterday talking about it, uh, but I, I thought the same thing. And he was like, "That second kick looked good. It was just a, a gust of wind got it." It was like everybody's talking all day about how windy it was. Like, yeah. you know, again, I, I'm not blaming Ruffalo for that, but I yeah, I agree with what yeah. you will say. Uh, ooh, Pumley, bro, did y'all play more one on one or twenty one with your friends growing up playing basketball? There was it was three of us, so we always played twenty one. 21 for sure yeah and we also had different rules too so if we played 10 foot you would do the two hand or one hand tip rules but we also would play on seven and a half foot and Mm -hmm. those got upgraded to dunk tips so uh you got knocked out if you one hand dunk tipped went down to zero if it was two hand dunk tip and just a regular tip was half your points so we, we it was it was pretty fun Pretty fun uh, changing things. Uh, doing a one-hand dunk tip on seven and a half foot just feels feels great. Feels great. Always a real hoot. Yeah, we'd probably do more 21 than one-on-one. But in high school and college, and even a little after college, we got in like a nice little two-on-two circuit where, you know, we'd get eight to 16 folks around and do a little tournament on low goal, two-on-two. That was always a real hoot. Dunk two on two is a great, great format. One v one is just too tiring, and you end up just shooting a bunch of contested shots. Exactly, exactly. A texter says they need a new offensive line coach. The offensive line hasn't improved any this year. That's coaching. You know, it is kind of remarkable that Zach Yenzer has somehow evaded any heat from the Big Blue Nation for the offensive line play. For yeah, whatever reason, maybe, his name yeah. just doesn't get brought up. You can make a case kind of coming into the situation. Some of the surprises that we talked about yesterday with the offensive line. Um, but I, I don't think like the offensive line has gotten worse. You know, I, I don't, it, it's almost been like a game by game situation for them, but like, mm-hmm. you know, Chris Rodriguez, there, there's been nice runs and that's not just out of nowhere. Right. So I actually think the offensive line against Missouri, I think it did well enough. I think that was that that can suffice. The um, the the thing that I'm going back to that kind of ties in with the kicker. They see these guys in practice. If they thought they could do it, then they would play them. But the, it's 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 really an indictment on I think the guys behind them that they don't trust them to even give them a shot, right? Like yeah, that, that's the I think that's the most shocking part about. Um, not playing Keontae Goodwin. I don't know if it's the skill. I don't know if it's the strength and conditioning. If he's tuned it out, I don't. I, I don't. I don't know what it is. But you would, you would have thought they would roll him out there and give him a try. But I guess he just hasn't shown him enough for them to even give him a shot. Yeah. A few things to point out with the roughing the kicker play. I'm glad the refs had the guts to throw the flag. Why can't we hire a special teams coach? And lastly, this is the second straight year Missouri fans cheered and booed an injured Kentucky player. Who was the the other one? The second week of the season last year. 
against Missouri. I think that game was on September 11th. Who who would it have been? I, I don't uh, no idea. But Missouri fans, they stink. I saw today on this day uh, in 1997, they had Nebraska and Scott Frost beat and then gave up a touchdown with seven seconds left. And the fans got on the field. We're starting to tear down the goalposts, and then they had to tell them to get back off the field. And they lost that game in overtime because they're a bunch of losers. Wow, that sounds like what losers. Yeah, yeah. Probably the last time Scott Frost won a one-score game, though. Man, Scott Frost. wonder where he'll go next. hey yo. Uh, I love somebody that already photoshopped him to Alabama offensive coordinator. (laughs) (laughs) The rehab stint. I love it. All right, everybody, don't go anywhere. We'll be back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call with TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen comes up next. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. On your Tuesday, Election Day. KRC. Appreciate you listening along and texting into the Thornton's text line 502-414-1450. Roush, why don't you tell everybody about Shady Rays? Oh, man. You know, I, I, I've i got a couple pairs of Shady Rays that go on the rotation. Hadn't worn the big blue ones in a while, and boy, it just it makes all the difference in the world not having to deal with the bright lights when I'm driving to and from Lexington KY. You can have that luxury with some luxury sunglasses that are affordable. Not crazy prices at Shady Rays, especially when you use the promo code Big X for 25% off at checkout. Uh, when you buy your Shady Rays, you're helping feed hungry families, you're supporting local business, and if you're losing them, they'll take care of you. They'll replace them for you, just like that. Um, it's easy peasy, lemon squeezy with Shady Rays. Visit them at ShadyRays.com. See what pair you like today. Yeah, so many options. You'll find one perfect for you. That's ShadyRace.com, promo code Big X for 25% off. All right, Rosh, we, uh, the text line was, is, we're behind on it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's bringing us to more of a football-driven side of things. Let's take this time to talk about some not-great football news yesterday. Khalifa Keith uh, announced he is decommitting from the Cats, uh, three-star running back from Birmingham, uh, committed over the summer. UK now has... Two running back decommitments in the last three or four weeks or so. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, so not not ideal uh, football recruiting news you want about 40 days out from signing day. Uh, I, I liked Keith more than some did because he was a big guy that could kind of just throw people around. Um, and we, we like our running backs in Kentucky who can shed a blocker or two or three or 20. Um, so that part was unfortunate. He's also kind of a scary dude. Walked around. He had like one of those Chucky dolls that he did his senior pictures with in his full uniform. Really scary looking guy. Uh, UK is in on some other guys like Javarian Wilcox is one that uh, Clemson's high on, but they feel like Kentucky actually might have an edge there. So um, there's there's still uh, there's still plenty of 
fish out in the sea, if you will, for Kentucky. But the big thing is they just they just don't have a lot of recruiting buzz right now. But they could change when uh, a Florida commit is actually visiting this weekend. Four-star commitment, Will Norman. Uh, this kid's from the Northeast. He uh, played football for IMG last year. Officially visited Florida over the summer. Commits like a week or two later. Top 200 player. Transfers back home to Camden, New Jersey. Uh, ever heard of it, TJ? It's been it's been talked about a lot lately, believe it or not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this time it's Brad White, not Jen Calipari, who's up there recruiting. So that this could be a chance to get a, a talented defensive lineman to, to flip late in the process. So, uh, you know, that, that there hasn't been a lot positive out there uh, on the recruiting front as of late. And, um, you know, that might have been why maybe Mark Stoops was talking about nil yesterday. Uh, even though somebody kind of brought it up to him when they were talking about transfer portal and stuff like that. He's like, well, nil plays a role in it too. And uh, I think his words were uh, – you know, if you want to, oh man, now, now I need the exact quote because it was a good quote. Uh, you got to have money in the bank to play with the big boys. I think that was it. Something along those lines. Always money in the banana stand, I believe he said. If we want to compete at the highest level, we got to have money in the bank. That was his words. Yeah, uh, you do. You do. And I don't know. So, something about all this stinks to me. Like, UK coming off one of its better seasons in program history, having a fine season this year where it, it is just such a load of complete and total crap that Kentucky's not ranked. Um, but, you know, they're a legitimate top 25 team this year. There, there are not 25 teams better than UK. And you're having your worst recruiting season ever? Like, since Stoops has been at Kentucky, I think this is right there at the worst, if not the worst, maybe second worst. Uh, 17 was definitely a lot worse. 17 was? Yeah, yeah, they, they was really bad. Um, but you got a lot of in-state kids, so you just felt good about it. But Gotcha. The, but even then, program in a different spot in 17 than it was than it is today, e- even by that those standards. But you're having one of the worst, one of the worst, maybe not the worst, but one of the worst recruiting classes you've had as the season is progressing it seems like you're losing more momentum uh, you just got a decommitment did has keenum decommitted officially yet no no which i think is good <laughs> that, that's the one that i'm really holding my breath for because that he's a probably the the best long-term prospect in that class um maybe lose him. maybe it is maybe it is all maybe it's all nil related a, a little part of me as scary as it would be, would like it almost be more comforting if it was just all nil because that would make me feel better about it just being able to be an easy fix. Mm-hmm. Athletic director, stop doing what you're doing and open open things up for business on campus and for UK football. Uh, what I don't want it to be is Stoops has a foot out the door. The he he knows that he maybe wants to go jump ship, go somewhere else. Not as passionate or as involved with recruiting. Part, maybe that's you know maybe it's because of nil and that factors into it so it's double layered but I I, I don't know Roush this whole thing kind of stinks to me yeah particularly running back you had to get you're gonna lose three guys I think guaranteed um, Chris Rodriguez Cavassier Smoke uh, 
Michael Jordan hasn't played at all. I anticipate him transferring and keeping this year of eligibility. So you need to get more players there. You had two in this class. They've both left. I mentioned Wilcox earlier. They also offered a guy from Ohio, Trey Korenst, who's a smaller guy that uh, was committed to Georgia Tech until Jeff Collins got fired. But um, you, you need the bodies. You need the bodies. And it is – it, it's hard to pinpoint. And, and my, my other thing, too, is I don't want to just let them off the hook with just a nil excuse either. Some some of it's the, the turnover on the coaching staff. But, like, I think that's fair. Yeah, I, yeah, I also I don't, don't want to exactly. completely let them off the hook on nil. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I, I don't know exactly what it is. But all I know is I don't like it. It doesn't seem like it's the time that stuff like this should be happening with Kentucky football. And it seemed like for five years if not longer it was just momentum 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 and it seems like for whatever reason the brakes ha- are starting to screech and you're getting skid marks on the road and uh i, I don't i don't know why all this is happening at this time like yeah, I, yeah. it just doesn't make sense to me um but i hope it's figured out may again maybe it's nil roush is right that maybe it's some of the coaching turnover Maybe it's just, hey, you guys kind of whiffed on this class or you didn't build the relationships you need to do or you spent more, too much time on the wrong recruitments. I, I don't know what it is. Could be, it's probably a combination of all this stuff. But regardless, I don't, I don't like it. And uh, you're going to beat Vanderbilt. The Georgia game would be, be a hell of an opportunity to kind of get the ball rolling again, although I think this season's okay. Like, I, I don't really have any – Yeah, it, it shouldn't be the play on the field. If, yeah. Like, if, if it was going to be play on the field, then the talented receivers you've recruited would decommit because they're like, I don't know about this offense, but that, that hasn't been the case. So, uh, I, I it, it's hard to pinpoint exactly what the problem is. I will say, uh, I misspoke earlier about 17. I meant 19. 17 had Bowden, Josh Pascal, Ty Asian. Jordan Wright, Yusuf Corker, like some really, really good players. 19, J.J. Weaver's class was the one that's far and away the worst. Gotcha. I, yeah, there's only been like three players play. Yeah, for right, so maybe a little bit more of a precedent of uh, that just sometimes after good seasons, you it, you don't get the the ginormous recruiting bump like you you think you would, or at least every year. It, but regardless, it, I just, I don't yeah. know. It seems like it's going in the wrong direction for no reason at all, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, like Kentucky's got good players. The fans have shown up more this season than maybe any other ones. Grant, even with the schedule being a little underwhelming. At, by the way, got I got a few concerns here, Roush. Ooh, the crowd on Saturday is just going to be very bad. I mean, it's going to be horrible. Yeah, yeah. There's no way around it. That's I don't like that. And then I'm worried that like George is going to have 40% of the fans that for for that game in two weeks, just because I feel like a little of the air's out of the balloon. I don't and I don't think it I don't think it should be, but I, I can't tell people how to fan or how to feel, and I I don't even want to do that. But you you blew the game against Ole Miss. You were better than them. You should have won that one. You lost to South Carolina because you didn't have your quarterback. Like you know, I know that this team does a lot of really frustrating things and makes a lot of frustrating mistakes and the offense hasn't clicked as much as we would have liked, but pretty close to being where we thought they'd be probably a game behind where we thought they'd be. But it, it seems like, like, I don't know. It just seems like the momentum is like, well, this team's not even going to make a bowl game. They're, they're already going to a bowl. Like, you know, it, I don't know. It just seems like the air's out. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. 
well, I, a great thing Stoops could do is like go out there and put up 50 points against Vanderbilt. Like just you, he never wants to win big in some of these games. It seems like you go out there and put your foot down as, on the pedal to the metal and blow out a team. That would be ideal. Um, now, especially when Vanderbilt, they've got some quarterback uncertainties. AJ Swan got hurt last week, the, the true freshman. Um, so they might have the running guy, Mike right back who he scored some, some garbage time points uh that i think that might have covered for vandy in that game a year ago um, but the good news uh square is likely going to be back i doubt he's going to play a ton but uh, it's looking like his health is on the up and up so give him a couple tackles get him in that 300 tackle club and get him out of there um but the the stoops did say that colin goodfellow is uh out for the year uh, after he suffered that injury at missouri so tough news but um Good fellow who uh, is quite the good fellow. If people were donating money to him. He's like, I'm just going to put it in my charity. So uh, what a guy. What a guy. Uh, out for the season, but secured the win for the Cats. Yeah. yeah. Shout, shout, out, to, shout out to him. Ending a season on a high note. Yeah. That's what you call giving it your all. Oh, yeah. Let's get back to the Thornton Stacks line, 502-414-1450. Uh, don't know exactly where we left off. Um, we are at the, on the third down spot you all talked about, I remember yelling at the official because I thought Chris Rodriguez got the first down on second down and the officials gave him a bad spot. I think the official knew he messed up and gave us a makeup call. Totally agree with that. That's I a great the, theory. Cause yeah, I thought the exact same thing. Uh, he was closer after second down than he was on third down, but they gave it to him on third down. I thought Rodriguez got the first down on second down and got a bad spot. Then on third down, he didn't get the first down. That was a makeup call. All right. So multiple texters here agreeing with that. Another texter on the Thornton Stex line says Kentucky's offense looks like a drunk stumbling up the steps. They may score on Vandy, but they won't score on Georgia and may and maybe not enough on U of L. That's from Steve. I, I don't have any reason to think that they shouldn't be able to be efficient against U of L. Putting up fifty points, I don't know, because we just haven't seen this offense do that. So that may be that may be a little bit of a reach, but they should be able to move the ball against U of L. Georgia, everybody struggles to move the ball on them. Kentucky will certainly be no exception in that regard. And then Vanderbilt, for the love of Pete, Kentucky, I think it's important you put up some points. Yeah, more than thirty-one. That's your season high right now. You need to you need to surpass that. That's absolutely you got to. I mean, that's ridiculous. That's really bad. Yeah. Yeah. Texter says on the Thornton's text line, John here. Oh, hey, John. Good. How are you, buddy? Good game day morning to all. Gosh darn. I thought the spooky time of the year was over, but that football game was crazy. I'm glad the Cats go got that much-needed victory. The basketball Cats are in action last night, and we will be entertained. I got the Cats winning by 22, and Toppin will be the MVP. We'll got to go talk to you later. Mm, You're off by 10 so. points, John, and uh, MVP was Reeves. A, te- a texter uh, says. Was Toppin's first uh, double-double, though? Oh, good. Good for him. MVP was MVP was Wallace, not Reeves. That's right. Case and Wallace. Thank you, yeah. Scoops. Uh, Texter says, I really hope Levis is only 75% healthy right now because he looks pretty terrible. Got to be able to run the ball. Yeah, I mean, he can't, though. <laughs> I think he's throwing the ball okay. I mean, not 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 perfectly, but I think he's throwing the ball well enough for Kentucky to win games. I just think he's holding on to the ball a little long. And yeah. uh, I don't know, maybe he can get healthy enough where he can start running a little bit more because that's a, it's a nice luxury to have, but 
I still don't get why they just don't give them a uh, a protected rollout pocket. They never do that. Yeah, and I think that's because of his mobility. Um, but like, you're not asking, you know, it's not asking him to even run. You're asking him to roll out. Right. Um, like the mobility that's, that's, is that bad. Jeez, that's running. That's, yeah. And if you notice too, um, how many more snaps are out of shotgun on Saturday? Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, more. <laughs> yeah. I, I think they know the desperation of Levis doesn't play. It's really, really not good, but that's also not good. Mm -hmm. John here again forgot to say don't forget those Powerball tickets tonight good luck everyone suck at U of L. you want to talk about your all time fishy shady situation seriously we worried about election integrity today I think we've got some Powerball integrity concerns the what what was it the machines not working they couldn't process all the buys like they they, so many people were buying tickets they couldn't process it all in time you need to process you get the machine with the balls and you draw it That's, 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 that's the process right there but they assure that like the video of the drawing will be released this morning, although they didn't say a time. Maybe it's already happened since 6 a.m. But, uh, yeah, totally fishy and shady stuff. $1.9 billion lottery has been delayed, and they're going to announce the winning numbers and winners or whatever sometime this morning. Hmm. I checked hmm. during the double break. Not released yet. Hmm. It's, a li- it's, a little, it's a little fishy. Yeah. Uh, Texter says, I was wanting a shotgun snap to Levis and just let him punt it quickly. Can't believe he let that guy long snap it again. Yeah, I was I was also surprised that they brought the punter back out there with 47 seconds left, but it worked, so whatever. Yeah, and that the one thing Stoops did shit a little light on, the guy who, he was long snapping punts because the other guy had a banged up leg and couldn't hasn't been healthy enough really to run down the field. He was like, so... Our first guy snapped it over his head against Ole Miss. This was this guy's first mistake all year. Well, he picked a bad time from the first mistake all year. It's a big one. Sheesh. <laughs> Nick said we would be complaining about last year's line if they were playing this year. I'm pretty sure I saw a stat from walking on Twitter that um, this is giving up more sacks than 19 and 20 combined. Uh, that was from Corey Price. Yes, they've given up more sacks this year than the previous two seasons combined. But I would also think that They've uh, they've called more passes this year than they did in all of the shortened 2020 COVID season, right? Through nine games. Like, they, were, they weren't calling for a bunch of Terry Wilson dropbacks back then. That's a good point. Still giving up a lot of sacks, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, in, in, but is, my, my overall point was just that Kentucky's offensive line we they became beloved for their run blocking ability, not their pass blocking ability. And Will still got hit quite a few times last year. So, Texter says, "Why do ads interrupt Big X shows when you all are talking, but they don't interrupt other stations?" Sounds like Big X agreed to this hogwash. Can someone check on it, please? That's above our pay grade. You got to talk to the big wigs. Yep, Trevor Kelsey. Trevor Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Another texture on the Thorns text on says, "The wise of Walmart like it when Justin goes along." That's right. Maybe Toby, Maybe Toby can write a song about our nil stuff. Toby Keith, popular popular figure in Lexington this weekend. Oh, what a guy. Glad to see he's uh, doing well. Justin, how would a Toby Keith nil song, what would that sound like? That's what I was just sitting here wondering. Now, yeah, I don't I don't really know. Uh, Kentucky ain't got no nil program, so they can't get good recruits. I like it. <laughs> I like Big it. Big nil cup. 
Let's fill you up. Recruits come to Lexington. Oh, that's way better. Way better. I love it. Good stuff all around, everybody. A texter says, oh, this is from Robert. Hey, Robert. I want a special teams coordinated coordinator hired, then immediately fired. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. He, Stoops just fires some scapegoat. Just some GA is just like, you know what? He was actually overseeing the special teams the last couple of weeks. Turns out, huge mistake. We let him go. He's gone. Oh, man. Hey, Nick, if Levis can't go for a game, will we see more Destin Wade or Kaya Sharon? Um, that I'm not sure. I would think more Kaya Sharon sprinkled in with Destin Wade. But, uh, yeah, that, that. Let's hope we don't have to worry about it. Yeah, let's hope we don't have to worry about it. Uh, oh, did you see this late last night? I saw the Belmont buzzer beater. Did you know o- Oklahoma lost? I did. I saw that, yeah. It's the same Houston State. They missed a layup and then gave up a three. Florida State lost. All the ranked teams won. If I had been in the state of Indiana yesterday, I was thinking about just doing an all-ranked teams parlay, just seeing what the odds would even been on that. All-ranked teams won. But TCU won, luckily and fortunately. They they were almost they, – they pretty much were beat. Uh, our boy Billy Gillespie, they nearly went on the road to Arizona State and pulled off the upset. They came up three points short. Tarleton, they were tied with about 40 seconds left, and uh, Arizona State pulled it mm-hmm. off there. But, uh, yeah, no, no, no huge upsets in college basketball last night, but there were, there were a couple surprises. I definitely wouldn't say our boy Billy Gillespie. Probably leave the hour boy out of here. What's what's wrong with Billy Gillespie? I mean, besides Mm. his coaching stint at Kentucky. Exactly. That's it. He seemed like a nice enough fella. When he's sober, sure. Was was he nasty to you drunk? (laughs) No. I heard he was very friendly drunk. (laughs) Yeah. Many people have heard that. Alex Legion's girlfriend says. Texter says, hey, Nick, if Levin, oh, we got that one. You think UK is more physical than Clemson. Hilarious. UK is, I think, rated better than Clemson's defense in pretty much every metric. So, yes, uh, I think they're a more physical team than Clemson. Clemson's D line is just nasty, though. They're very nasty. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's a hot take at all to say UK is a more physical football team than Clemson. Uh, if you think Kentucky's offensive line is bad, I'd like to introduce you to Clemson's. That came that came from my brother, who is a U of L fan, and you did not make him happy with that statement. Uh, that's not even like a. I don't even know why he would think that's a hot take. UK has they over the last four years, UK has completely manhandled U of L in the trenches, where U of L has actually been like somewhat competitive with Clemson. Does Does he want the stat on where these defenses rank nationally? Hit him. Uh, Kentucky seventh, Clemson's twentieth. There you go, man. Big suck it. That's that's a hard L to take. Real hard <laughs> L to take. That Tough. That's, that's ugly. Hey, doing oh, that to your friends. Gosh. But, no, it's my no. brother. It's fine. Your brother. Uh, I can confirm it's a broken leg. Says one texter. Uh, another texter says Scooch was turned on Friday. Ooh, were you Scooch? I was. Yeah. Did you get down, Scooch? Very, very turned. Yeah. Did you did you do something stupid? No, I was just uh. So I had Kevin Hart on Friday, right? Yeah, your first comedian. So I don't really get to go out and do things like that very often. So yeah, I had, I had me a big old time. I so didn't get you... a review. What was the what was the show like? Um, so hand up, I and I'm gonna get roasted for this. I slept through the last probably 30 minutes of Kevin Hart. 
didn't take a nap on Friday, so by the time his his uh, last thirty minutes came around, yeah, I was I was ready for bed. But it, he was pretty good. But I will tell you, the guy before him, so so good that he couldn't keep you awake. The guy before him, I thought was a lot better. I'll have to go back and look look up who that was. But he was he was freaking hilarious. Had me in stitches. But yeah, it was fun. So when I asked if you did anything stupid, I mean, passing out at a at a at a comedian show is pretty stupid it is yeah no and i i was talking to my roommate about it last night and he was like dude what if what if he would have looked up and saw you and called you out and i was like that would have been crazy waking up and being like kevin hart's talking to me what the hell's going on punch on to the joke yeah <laughs> i also like that you blamed it on not getting enough sleep well, and it's oh, definitely it was... you had too much to drink. <laughs> definitely, <laughs> too, definitely too much to drink as well as no nap on Friday combined for, uh, yeah, last 30 minutes news fest. Man. I, I just remember, I, I remember Hart telling jokes and then I remember getting woke up, say it's time to go. I'm like, wait, it's over? <laughs> so I, I will, uh, not to completely back you up, Scoots. But... Oh, man, that is so good. But I have had moments uh, when I go to uh, like a musical where right before intermission, I get, I get a little dozy. Um, I did that during uh, Phantom of the Opera. I was kind of dozing off. But I, I will say falling asleep during stand-up, a little bit different than <laughs> dozing off during Phantom of the Opera. What an idiot. I fall asleep during movies and shows at home uh, at an embarrassing rate all of a sudden. That used to not happen before I was 30. Last time I fell asleep in a movie, though, like in a theater, was The Perfect Storm back in 2001. Yeah. It's a long time. Yeah, It's been a while since I've fallen asleep during a live show, at least unless I'm forgetting one, which I don't think I am. But Scoots, that's really good. How did we not lead with that yesterday? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I was I was debating if I should tell that or not, because it's pretty embarrassing, all things considered. But yeah, it is what it is. Fell asleep during Kevin Hart. Between TJ Scoots, Roush and Big Blue Drew, who's winning a game of around the world? Probably me or Big Blue Drew. I'm taking myself. Uh, sleeper pick, Scoots. I think that would be fun. That was the, uh, you know, we mentioned games earlier at the old house, the wife and I, that was our uh, go-to uh, backyard when we're just shooting around playing basketball. Like, okay, let's play around some around the world. The world. She's uh, she's good at around the world. She's good at all those. She do the thing in horse. It's like, let me hit a couple of layups just to like lull you to sleep. You know, do the easy shots just to, to mentally get you to let your guard down over there while I'm trying to shoot like the ball over the backboard and go in. She's just like, here, let me let me just make you make a free throw. Yeah, you it sounds like you're having fun with it though. That's what horse is all about. Oh yeah. 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 Uh Texture, and then we'll go to our last break. Says Did Ralph say he has a sunroom? Generational wealth. Yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> got a lake house. They own horse races. And on top of all this, folks, he's got a sunroom, believe it or not. Uh, generational wealth from uh doing morning radio. When Roush just wants to go count his money and lay in the sun, he's got the room just for that exact thing. It's called the sunroom, everybody. Mm. We'll go to our last break. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Election Day. Go vote. Or else.
So where are you headed? Aspen. Mmm, California. Beautiful. Welcome back to one final segment of Kentucky Roll Call here on the They say chips and spicy hot salsa taste better after voting. So hit up Salsaritas today for lunch or dinner. Perfect for the entire family. It's cooked to order right in front of you. So it's always going to be hot. It's always going to be fresh. It's the fresh Mexican grill at Salsaritas. Two locations in Louisville. Middletown, it has a drive-thru. St. Matthews, right off Hubbard's. Both uh, great interior dining locations. I know St. Matthew's working on their outdoor patio, but it's going to be another nice day. And then got to got to enjoy this weather while you can, Ralph. So so get some salseritas, get a burrito, mm-hmm. eat it outside, and then because this weekend, just in time for Catter Day, unfortunately, it's going to start feeling like uh, winter. We're bypassing fall entirely. It's going to feel like winter. Oh, man. It really is. It really is. Especially all the leaves falling. Um, once they're gone, then yeah, the the early nights are already starting to creep in. It's only we're two days in the the daylight savings time, and it just yeah. winter. Winter is coming, TJ. Winter. Winter is coming. Yeah, that weather, like we said, not going to help the crowd on Saturday. And uh, hey, Mitch, just know if you serve booze, probably would be more people there. So. Blaming, blaming you for the bad weather. A texture on the Thornton's text line. We're going to keep running along. If, Roush, you got any quick hitters or scoots, if you do. Uh, scoots tells us a hilarious story during the break. I'm not going to share it because if he wanted to <laughs> share it on air, he would. But I will share this part of it. He, he, it sounds like he got lost again. Scoots with big crowds. <laughs> You were lost. Lost without I think, a cell phone. I think, it's, I think it's the Louisville thing. Don't put me in Louisville. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> glad, glad you're all right, though. But we're gonna, you're going to be like the little kids at the mall that are on leashes here soon. <laughs> make sure Not a bad gotta, idea. Got to keep an eye on you, buddy. Uh, but that, whew, man, just took a little snooze during Chris Hart. <laughs> Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Chris Harden. <laughs> Uh, texter on the Thornton's text line says, don't think Steen has been great, but I'm certain he'd be an improvement on what we have. Well, it would certain just having another left tackle in there. You allow Horsey to play a left guard that, that should help. Um, but yeah, it's just been uh, not great. Not great on that offensive line. The uh, announcer the, Saturday, or were you going to say rush? I was just going to read the text. Oh, no, go ahead. Oh, okay. The announcer Saturday said we'd taken all the running plays for Levis out of the playbook. We haven't seen any design running plays for him hardly all year. So based on these two things, why are we continuing to run the read option with him and C-Rod? <laughs> You're not tricking anyone. <laughs> well, it, they did it, and it was a first down completion to Josh Gaddis. Remember? That was, a, that was a read option. It worked. Yeah, I think the texter obviously is meaning more where it's like, hey, either Levis or Rodriguez is going to go up the middle or I may hold on to it and run it to the outside. You're right that it can be more than just one of these two are running that there are some RPOs that can come out of it. Uh, but I do kind of agree with the, the texter sentiment that like teams are going to know that Levis is not going to be a running threat here and you need to 
you need to adjust to that, which again, you know, they, they, they were able to score on it, but I, I think you're going to just have people complaining about the offense until the offense just puts Scored up big- more points. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Getting, getting 21 against that Missouri team though. That was, um, that's what you needed. You got it done. So, uh, Capitalize on scoring opportunities with touchdowns instead of relying too heavily on Ruffalo. So, uh, what te- yeah, go ahead. Man, we're just reading each other's minds here. Same timing, just keep stepping on it. Arkansas has four potential first round picks on their roster. I'm sure Musk will get crushed if he comes up short of the final four. Huh? Uh, he will. He he will not. Nope. He he will not. And that's you know that's okay. But uh, gonna be a fun year of college basketball. I'm I'm, I'm telling myself. I'm going to be watching more of it than any year before. We'll see if that actually happens, but uh, I'm I'm pumped. Mm-hmm. Texture says, uh, Onyenzo is a different gravy. Gravy's kind Never. of gross. People forget that. Gravy's great, but that's a weird way to put it. We have a lot of good players, says one texture. Confirmed. <laughs> Confirmed. A lot of good players. <laughs> Love that analysis. We do. Do we, do we think the reason Mitch is reluctant with Nil is because of his NCAA connection slash position? It might be in his best interest to be on the cautious side of things. Something we just can't have as an AD. Oh, it's, I don't. I think that plays a role in it for sure. But I think the biggest thing is just his overall disposition as a conservative human. Like he lives his life conservatively, and he's even said this publicly that that's a reason why the university has kind of succeeded under his leadership. Uh, it worked with Mark Stoops uh, being conservative and not being too quick to pull the trigger, being patient. Uh, it's it's worked for the bottom line, right, financially. Um, the athletic department is in great standing, in part thanks to the way he's run his ship. Like, that's just how he is as a human. So when big changes happen, he's not going to try to be out in front of them. He's going to play a wait-and-see approach, and that just it's not going to work in this scenario. It's just not going to work. Yeah, we're all frustrated by it. Coaches more than probably anybody else. Uh, Scoots, big win for Eastern Michigan last night. You're one step closer to 500 smackers. Although they tried to give it away. Did you see the final? I think they only won by nine. Yikes. Yeah, big big whoop. It was, they had it locked up. So is Amoni Bates suspended? He didn't play? Uh, he did not play. Hmm. Not, 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 sure. in, not in the game. If that's not sure game. what's going on there. Why don't you reach out to your EMU sources, find out what's up. Will do. But they, they got a win, so they're 1-0. They're, Scoots goes one up in the race to 500 smackers. Woo! Uh, and it could be two up if uh, – well, I'm going to say two up. Two up in the standings. Uh, the Bellarmine Knights playing uh, playing the cards Wednesday night. I, I kind of want to just be there to cheer on. But I think what's going to happen is I'm going to be watching from home and feeding the baby as the game's near a nine o'clock game, ridiculous. <laughs> hey, man, a, ACC yeah. Network though. If I was a Uval fan, I'd be very frustrated by that. It's like nobody's going to go to any of these games to begin with, but like you're putting them at nine o'clock. What? It's going to probably be like a pro Bellarmine crowd, I and mean, I'm I'm not joking. I would imagine that, yeah. Like, because if you're Bellarmine, if you're like a Bellarmine first fan or student, like you're obviously not missing that game, regardless if it's nine o'clock. If you're a U of L fan, you're like, oh, it's going to stink anyways. It's nine o'clock. I'm not going. I'm sure Kentucky Krogh will be there. Yeah, I, I would. I would have had like to go nine o'clock though. Yeah, that's actually I, too highly much. unlikely. Yeah, yeah. 
It would be fun though, just to go have a couple beers, watch the Knights win. Mm-hmm. Man, it'd be yeah. so much fun. Let's go. Let's go, Knights. Be you. Uh, Texter on the Thornton's text line says, "Hate it for Lance, but once Oscar's back, you gonna has to get his minutes." Totally agree with that. Yeah, he just he just has to. We all do hate it for Lance. We all like Lance, but we did like a nice Duncan transition last night. That was fun. Oh man, that oop play. Yeah. Probably his most athletic play, and unfortunately, was nowhere close to being able to connect on that oop. Although, no, not that one. Well, but he, the other one that he got the one off. before. Yeah, who threw that to him? Was it Toppin that launched it up to him? I think it may have been Wallace. Okay, yeah, I was, I was thinking when he took that, I was like, he's trying to be Toppin, and just not even close. It wasn't the best throw in the world. He did a good no, job of being able to get a hand on it, but he was nowhere close to connecting on that bad boy. But he was, he was fouled. Um, I, I think he missed the free throws, but uh, that's all right. A texter says, this team's so fun. Kaysen is the guy. Please don't let Wheeler ruin it. Yeah, there's got to be some interesting side stories. Mm-hmm. There certainly is. Man. I thought the Cats did a good job in the middle third of the floor tonight. What about you guys? Roush, how do you think they did in the middle third of the floor? I don't really pay too much attention to what they're doing in the middle yeah, third. Who the, the hell is watching the middle third of the floor? <laughs> that's I've never... Uh, is that like a concept that basketball Benny's use that I've just not aware of, TJ? Like, like what gets middle eight? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I mean, <laughs> I don't, I don't I've, know. I've never heard middle, of that. You've never heard, I've heard of the middle third. I've just never heard of somebody so impressed with Kentucky dominating the middle <laughs> third of the floor. I mean, that, that, game that's a, it's like it's a like, coaching thing you you used to say we're not going to let anybody in the middle third of the floor, or we're going to use our defense to flush everybody in the middle third of the floor instead of the baseline because that's where the help is. I, exactly. Not, like that's not a that's <laughs> such a strange concept. Um, it, it, maybe another way to put it: Did we think they did a good job of getting to the rim offensively, TJ? Yeah, I think once the game kind of started to pick up in tempo and, and pace a little bit, absolutely. Again, the first 10 minutes, partially it was how many open shots they were giving up. That was frustrating for me, but UK also was just struggling to kind of make some of their shots. Um, I wasn't so much, they were taking fine shots. I didn't have any issues with shot selection offensively. Uh, but at final 30 minutes of the game, they were getting pretty much wherever they wanted on the floor. And I did enjoy that. That made me happy. Yeah, it just that early part of it where, you know, Wallace is the primary ball handler first game of the season. There was a couple passes, a couple drives that just weren't as crisp as you would like, but you just got to play through that. Just got to play through some of that stuff. Still only had two turnovers. And Texas Reeves said, had just three as your two primary ball handlers. Not too shabby for first game of the season. How many of the team end up with? They were at nine at that one point. Uh, ten turnovers, ten steals. So uh, broke even. Uh, That'll do. That yeah. will do. Yeah. A texter says, uh, RIP Kentucky football, cause of death, old AD. Old head AD. He's an old head. I mean, old head's such a great phrase. Big fan. Big fan. Yeah. yeah. Uh, here's uh, your friendly reminder that you're gonna should still be in high school. Man. He's fun. Yeah, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Uh, at this point, Wallace should start over square moving forward, a better and much faster player. Yeah. So it's switching over to football side of things. Not Casey Wallace, Trevor, Trevor Wallace. Wallace. Yes. The, the, I don't think we can put uh, 
value on what Square does, though, from a communicating standpoint, getting everybody lined up, making sure everything is how it's supposed to be. Wallace is certainly more a better athlete. There's no doubt about that. And they use him different than Square. Uh, but, I mean, Square's had two game-clinching interceptions in his last eight games as a player, right? So, I mean, he, he, he has he knows where to be on the football field at the right place at the right time. So, um, I, I, I don't think you can completely overlook that. But, uh, to your point, there is a middle ground where Wallace just plays a lot in these final few games of the season. I'm all like I'm. I think it's you can't really go wrong, and I don't blame people that want to see some of the younger guys maybe get more reps, more minutes. But uh, agree with everything you said about Square. A texture on the Thornton text line says, "I think Rex Chapman is literally literally has something wrong with his brain. Dude's completely out there and should probably seek help. He may quit Twitter, Roush. Oh, okay, good for him. Like, yeah." You could just tweet less. Yeah, just not get on it as much. Yeah, not get I mean, on it as much. Uh, people went from like excited about Elon Musk to like now Twitter's going to die. It got awful announcing like what's the sports world media world like if Twitter dies? I'm like, how? How is this going to happen? Just like that? I, I, I don't know. Uh, it's yeah. Well, yeah, I think people think- have hot takes. Pretty crazy. Roush, how worried are you about the nil situation and Mitch loser Barnhart? Uh, if it's a scale of one to ten, I would say that was a text. By the way, that, that was not my my question for Roush. That was a text on the Thornton's text line. If like ten, I'm most worried, uh, and one, I'm least worried. I would say uh, six point nine. Nice. Yeah. So pretty worried. <laughs> I don't think it's the end of the world yet but the 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 problem is kentucky's been doing just fine but what's old saying you're either going forwards or backwards you can't be staying the same like all of these other programs are just going to get way ahead and all of this catch-up that you had to do to build those facilities 10 years ago right like you, you you were a joke because you weren't even on the same playing field you can get there pretty quickly in this no game that's just a fact. You can get behind in a hurry. So get with it or get lost. Yeah, I hope they – well, I, I just – like we talked about, if, go back, listen to the podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, just search for Kentucky Roll Call. Something something doesn't seem right. Something – things seem a little stinky, and I don't like that. So, With us not having a quarterback or a running back in the recruiting class, where do we go from here? Oh, well, there's this thing called the transfer portal. You got any names of who else is out there? Yeah. Uh, no, but there's a, there's a transfer portal. Uh, people do forget Ramon Jefferson will be back next year. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, I don't think anybody gets really all that excited about Ramon Jefferson, to be honest with you. I thought he looked pretty decent his first two runs. But, I mean, you're going to have to get more people than just him, right? He he can be a good second fiddle. Yeah, I'm I'm totally fine with him. I, I agree with that. And uh, I just – if the anticipation he's going to be the guy, that's, that's not going to get me pumped up. But right. – just one one goober's opinion. A texter says, what is the argument for playing Wheeler over a lottery pick? He's 5'8 and can't shoot. Uh, he led the SEC in assists in back-to-back years. Um, with college basketball in assists back-to-back years. I think and, it was third the year prior, but either way, split yeah, hairs. 
yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, and he's first. He's a first team All Conference player. So, like again, I, I agree with the sentiment that like I love me Wallace and Reeves running the show, and I think that probably at the end of the day, that may be Kentucky's best two options. But we can't act like Wallace or uh, excuse me, Wheeler is like a Saul Smith situation. Wheeler's a really good player. <laughs> Things look a little bit different when he's playing, but it can still be really good. He's a good defender as well. And he's in year two. Like he's gonna play and rightfully so. But I, I I do agree with the sentiment that like come March, I want the ball in Wallace's hands. But let's let's get to March and then we can kind of evaluate them. Let's take this by game by game. Uh and, and we need to let Wheeler get healthy and get back out there and see how that looks as well. I just I hate that Xavier Wheeler is getting treated worse than Ashton Hagens when it, it, it that, that should not be the case at all. Like it, we're, he, he's not that bad. Yeah. I think intern Jacob is just infecting folks. I agree. It's intern Uh, Jacob's fault. Yep. Intern Jacob's fault. Uh, Hey, Scoots, did you see the sack pack on TV last night? I did. Yeah, he called me out for not using the hashtag. I told him I'm not using it till he brings me breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) Would you settle for a Venmo? No. No, I want breakfast. Yeah, but what if he's like, hey, here's five bucks. Go get you some breakfast. No, because I want a $10 breakfast. What? Excuse My me. goodness, kids. Wallace Reeves and Frederick have to get the most minutes. Wheeler's going to have to accept a diminished role. I'm more worried about that than anything. Game. TJ. Yeah, like, no, I, I agree with that too. I agree. Sadly, <laughs> I agree with that as well. But like, we can't. You know, that's a tough thing to try to predict. Like, will will Wheeler have be a locker room problem if he has a diminished role? I, you just you can't really do that. I I, right. I hope not. I don't. I I don't think so. I. But who who's to say? But uh, let's let the cake bake, right, Roush? Yeah. First, first, first game of the season. Got a long, long way to go. When do they play again? Friday. Uh, yeah. The the, the Fighting Dukes of Duquesne, and I think that's an SEC plus game. All right, that'll be fun. Uh, Texter on the Thornton's text line. Shout out to Thornton. Says, so what do we need? Or uh, TJ, do you think? TJ, do you think Walker is qualified to be a senator? Fetterman has sounded bad, but Walker has had some awful sound bites. I agree with Roush's sentiment that it's just, you know, sometimes it's head scratching who the candidates end up being. Um, and then there's some interesting stuff out there, not that we have time to get into it, about political opponents financing in primaries candidates that they think that are going to be easier to beat in the general election. So that's that crazy. could all that could sometimes explain like why sometimes we look at these candidates and we're like, what the hell is this? Uh, that's kind of what happened in Arizona. Supposedly there's a money trail of Democrats supporting Carrie Lake and now Carrie Lake's going to potentially win and is like highly <laughs> becoming like a Republican sweetheart in a weird way. So um, crazy. It is crazy. And I think the big theory of all this is we are just spending entirely too much money on politics think of all that money how much it could help in other areas of just human life the mail the u.s postal service is being kept afloat by all these pamphlets i'm getting and these flyers yeah so are my little bonfires that i've had lately same (laughs) yeah i mean it's just non-stop on those bad boys but anyways Uh, uh, they said don't answer my politics uh question uh walker Fetterman, uh, Scoots is right. 
Oh, sorry. Didn't see that. Attaboy, Scooch. Way to get these goobers back on track. It's officially basketball season, baby. Don't you get mad that we spend 20 minutes on election day talking politics? Then you can S-U-C-K-I-T, baby. A texter says, you got to onions, though, should play over where brings more, a lot more of what we need from the five to seven minute guy in relief of Oscar. And and that's where the conversation is much easier to have in this situation because we know what Lance is and we know, but but we don't need to treat Wheeler like he's played like Lance throughout his career. There, that's, that's fair. Toppin should have a green light for any shot except the mid-range fadeaway. That's the only thing I can nitpick on last night. Yeah, I think Toppin struggled early on, but I thought he looked so much better. And then anytime a UK player just like looks a little hobbled, I'm just going to assume it's like a terrible ACL or something. <laughs> I don't know. And he comes up hobbled. So like, I think he's just the Mr. Like, I just need to walk it off a lot kind of guy. But he does it. He's done it in each of the last two games. Come on, and Jacob. Then- when Frederick got hurt, I was like, oh, no, his femur has separated from his body, probably. It's probably another freak freak accident. Uh, texter on the Thornton's text line. We're just trying to rip through him here. Uh, also, Wallace should be the starting point guard, not Wheeler. I agree about where. I actually do feel bad for him, too, because I appreciate that he stayed here and stuck it out instead of giving up and transferring like most would. Yeah, that's kind of the bummer about it, though. Like, you choose to stick it out. There's no promise that you're not just going to get people put over you and over you and over you and over you again um but you know this is basketball this isn't this isn't a participation camp we got to play the best players mm-hmm. um i just voted for tj walker for jefferson county surveyor all around great guy wow thank I, you you uh, actually could be a surveyor right like don't you have the creds as no. a real estate agent yeah i'm sure i could learn surveying but no i'm not it's a surveyor a, it's the same thing as appraising not though they're different things no way there's anything different john here good election day morning to all wow i'm a little anxious today as i'm actually on the ballot so this election's a little different for me so wish me luck if you don't mind the game last year was so enjoyable and this team just making me happy having cj and reeves on the court at the same time must continue those two guys are awesome all around ball players we'll got to go talk to you later good luck john good luck john we're pulling for you Uh, is that an official endorsement from krc rush Oh, yeah. Wow. Look at that. We're getting into local John getting into local politics. Everybody have a great day. Thanks for all the texts in the show. We will we'll start tomorrow's show with text messages. It'll be an all day text bonanza. We will catch up. That's a promise. Everybody have a great election day. Go vote. Thanks for texting in. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Art Tesprit.